right, so we are back in the studio with Lisa Waters Lane. She comes each week with your garden questions. What are people talking about? What's going on in the yard? There have been some good questions, so okay. you can tell folks are really thinking it through out there some in-depth. Mm -hmm. I think part of that is, oh, welcome to the studio, Lisa. Oh, well, thank you. I got you. into a brain of going, why Why <laughs> is that? Why do people ask such a... Thinking about it. Thinking it through. Well, I think they're doing a lot of research. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like you have to untrain people going, no, 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 not that. It, this is what we're, this is what it is. Oh no, well, the internet says. I'm going, Google's an idiot. This is what it really, truly is what it is. I'm going, no, no, I'm sure. I've looked, I already researched. I'm going, okay, it's what that is. You want to know how to solve it? Here you go. This is what this is. This would be a better plant. So I had a customer with, uh, just, just before the show, I had uh, boxwoods they brought from, California. Yeah. They all died. Going, well, are there different kinds of boxwood? I said, yeah. Oh, uh, well, there's like 50. I don't know. There's, yeah, I don't know how crazy. many innumerable. And you got the wrong ones, but these were cheap. Exactly. They're not so cheap when you have to replace them every <laughs> single year. Just pay a little more, get a better heart mountain hardy variety, right. and enjoy them for decades to come. Why frustrate yourself? But she did her homework. Had to go, no, you you still, you don't want that one. Yeah. You want, this is the one. Look, it's out here. It's got frost on it. It's happy. Dude, this is the one. The other one, anyway, it's just interesting how things changed over the. They do. Hmm. I can't imagine being a doctor. Oh, my goodness, yeah. So many people, I'm sure, <laughs> diagnose themselves. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you think we have it bad. Or a veterinarian. Yeah. I don't know. Is that another one of what else? What else is like that? Probably anything anymore. I don't know. I guess so. Anyway. We're all experts. It is pretty cool to watch. I know it's time to buy or invest in something or do, do something. When I've spent like the last, I don't know, 80 hours of my life researching, looking at it over the last like month, I'm going, okay, that's it. I, I obviously want one. Time to drive a new, time to get a new, try to plant this new. It's time. Mm -hmm. What kind of garden questions we got? Sure. <laughs> Enough about this. Enough of this. Society has changed. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> so. <coughs> So Jennifer lives in Congress. Congress, you're awesome. And she would like to know, would a lilac grow okay in Congress? Okay. If not, what else would you recommend? Oh, so I think I think lilacs would do splendidly right there. It's perfect. I think you'd do fine. So it's you get you get that cold air spilling off of your nails, kind of spilling down on top of you. I think you'd be fine. Lilacs have a surprisingly deep taproot. Mm -hmm. And so I, it'd definitely be worth the try. The question really comes down to, do you have a spot? Where's the sun? Will it take full sun and it's 105 out? Mm -hmm. Which I think it'd be fine. You just have to watch your watering because uh, you're probably 10 degrees warmer. Well, five degrees warmer than war than Yarnell. You're five degrees warmer. Yarnell's five degrees warmer than, say, Skull Valley. And Skull Valley's five degrees. It's, it's a little bit warmer. Like a zone nine there? Yeah, I think they're, yeah. 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 Pretty warm. Yep. What do you think? I think there's other plants that you could put in oh. that would be happier. Butterfly bush. Butterfly bush. The smoke crepe bush. Myrtle, crepe myrtles. Yeah, there's a uh, ton of them. Rose of Sharon. Yeah. Uh, and you would get a longer bloom time. Yeah, true. Because, I mean, lilacs are wonderful. They do terrific up here in the Quad City area. Um, but a little lower, like Wickenburg, Congress, I would say. I hey, think if you want to try that, go with the miniature variety. Yeah. The repeat blooming variety. 
and plant it in, let's say, an east side or next yeah. to a, a covered patio, I bet they'd be fantastic. That's a good so, idea. Yeah. It's worth a, worth a try. Mm -hmm. And then report back to us. You never, Jennifer. You never tell a gardener. How they no. do. That's right. I never <laughs> tell them whether they can or can't. What do you mean I can't grow a saguaro up in, in the pines? Well, it's never been done before, but go for it. Okay. They'll they'll prove it to, okay. five years later. Going, you said I couldn't do it. Look, okay. it's in a pot. They put it in their greenhouse, <laughs> doing all kinds of crazy stuff to make it make it go. But hey, all right. Next question is from Ron in Prescott. He wants to know if he can grow grapes in containers, and will they still produce fruit in a container? Um, he just said it's so hard to dig in the soil. He's trying to do it the easy way. Ron, Ron, Ron. Get a jackhammer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can grow grapes in, in a container. A big pot, for mm -hmm. sure. Even a smaller pot. They make new varieties that are coming out that are meant to be dwarfed. Mm -hmm. Same with blackberries. They're meant to be shorter. Raspberries, blueberries. These are all fruiting things that, that uh, do well in a smaller, confined area. Uh, I think you could, in a, in a bigger pot, let's say two feet across by two feet down, it's probably unlimited. You grow whatever you want, a Thompson, a, a Hemrod, a, a, a Concord, they'd all be really great in, in a container and they, they will produce. Uh, you'll have to be careful in a container in that once they have fruit, once a, any plant has fruit on them, they're more sensitive mm -hmm. to, to underwatering. So you wanna be spot on with that irrigation, but you're, you're using a container, you're close to the house. It's easier to, mo to monitor those than it is way out there against the fence or something. So I think, Ron, it's worth a try. Uh, I'd say look at the dwarfed varieties of grapes. Uh, typically they're seedless, uh, shorter varieties that produce. The fruits might be a little bit smaller, but they'll be sweeter because all that sugar is going to be condensed in a, in a smaller fruit. But I think they do. My mouth's watering just thinking about them. Actually, Monrovia grows a, um, they call it their Zestful series. Yeah, right. And it's actually like a normal size grape. Uh, very, very sweet. Very good. But so, so Ron, that would be. Look at Zestful grapes. Mm -hmm. We'll have them. Do we have them in right now? Not yet, but we'll the, get them. Okay, they're coming. Grapes are a little late, little late to kind of leaf out. Yeah. So there's just twigs in a bucket. <laughs> we'll leave them at the farm so they can leaf out you know, a week or two earlier, kind of inspire folks. Mm -hmm. But I know we've got blackberries and raspberries in right now. Quite oh, a few do. blueberries mm -hmm. you could plant right now. Strawberries galore. Mm -hmm. So you can all plant those. Start there, Ron, and then yeah. uh, kind of build up from there. There you go. <laughs> all right. Next question is from Stephen. He lost a large, uh, fairly good-sized pinion pine. Just oh, blew over in yeah, the wind. Yeah, that's hard. Uh, he wants to know what are the chances of finding another pinion in that 12 to 15 foot yeah. range and then his other question is will it actually transplant transplant well or should you go for yeah. something else uh yeah uh so so Ron. steve Steve. Ron was last one. Steve, well, this one. I'm trying so to keep confused. up. I kind of write them down so i don't forget <laughs> I don't miss <laughs> <laughs> so steve uh, um no it's not gonna you can't find a 12 foot uh pinion pine that's, the, that's why it's so hard when you lose a native that size, they can't be replaced. Right. I'm sure that we have some that are up head high, kind of our height in that range, You can, and then it will grow. If you're doing that, I would say go with the single leaf pinion pine. It's the one that they harvest the pinion nuts off of. Uh, it's kind of a little chubbier, less prone to blow over, less prone to scale, uh, bark beetles, some of that kind of stuff. Uh, you have to really ask, 
why did it blow over? Mm -hmm. So it sounds like it's shallow rooted. We need to dig a little bit deeper root, make sure that it drains so we can have a more substantial tree. So it's here for the next hundred years, like your last one was. Mm -hmm. Are there better choices? I've got uh, uh, some what, alligator bark junipers that mm -hmm. are stunning right now. And they're the females, so they aren't going to produce the pollen like, like some of them are notorious for. These are the females. They form the berries, not the pollen. And they're, they're spectacular. Arizona cypress, very fast grower. Deodor cedar, mm -hmm. the fastest grower, almost too fast sometimes. There's some really good choices. One of my favorites, uh, there's two. Basically, one's a pine tree, Austrian pine. Mm -hmm. It's a long needled pine. Gets a good four or five inch needle, but it holds its foliage right down to the ground. It's very, very good looking. The other one is Colorado spruce. I mean, spruce mountains right here, they're covering mountaintops here. You know they adapt well if you want more of a Christmas tree looking kind of kind of plant. With that, Stephen, we are out of time. Thank you, Lisa, for coming in the studio. We'll be right back after this important message.